How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, it's going fine, I think. Yeah? Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> another day of the week. Life goes on. That's true. Hopefully. How's, uh, <laughs> how's your current situation? Uh-huh. You say as though we didn't just finish talking about my current situation. Well, I meant fair. more of like, so again, we, we record on video because we do this remote. So it's nice to have like visual cues for like, hey, shut the fuck up uh-huh. and other things. Um, so I see you and the audience does not. That's Would you true. like to explain to the audience what I'm seeing? Sure. Um, so I'm basically like, you know, like shadow puppets. I'm very close to just being a shadow puppet because I'm currently sitting in the closet. I guess my closet, to be specific, um, with my laptop and audio interface device. And we're we're trying this stuff out before I move out of the apartment. So His apartment like is him. a closet. It's uh, not a lot of space. <laughs> to be fair, it's basically free for the rent he pays. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. <laughs> Four um, square I- feet, done. Uh huh. I was actually talking to uh, someone today who lives on the West Coast, like in California, and he was talking about how he and his uh, girlfriend have um, it's like six hundred square feet or something like that, and they my face scrunched at that number two thousand dollars a month. Ooh, I did a reverse face scrunch out of surprise and disgust. Uh I hate that. Yeah. And we were talking about housing and stuff because, you know, so next week after the record, presumably, depending on when the record happens. Um, well, if it happens on the weekend, that's going to be kind of rough because we're moving to a new apartment, a new house. I'm still telling you we're going to cancel it and it should <laughs> it's, back a week. It seems like it'll probably be the case, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we make it. Um, but uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, talking about house prices and stuff like that. And he's like out here. Um, not like not only are things going above asking price, people are putting offers in for houses that are two, that are one million dollars above asking price. And I was like, "You could buy my How house." Many millions for- are they asking? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know, but um, that's the cr- it's so insane. I don't know. I, if you have that type of money, why do you? I I guess you really want that location. I guess right. I just, it feels like, I mean, like for us, like when you're a kid, the concept of $20, you're like, holy fuck, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then like when you have income, you're like, okay, $20 is $20. Yes. Obviously, yeah. like that scale goes up with uh, more money you have. But that's still for me. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to hit it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ever going to have a million in the bank account. Um, that seems like a lot, right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, more than you'll ever make in a lifetime. But I want to guarantee buy that house. Uh huh. Jesus. I mean, part of it has to come from the fact that, like, California has a GDP that's greater than some countries. But, like, still, I guess GDP stands for greater than Poland. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually very specific (laughs) in who they're they're comparing against. Um, But yeah, I actually, 
I don't know. I, I can empathize with that. You're talking about like the concept of difference in understanding of like the amounts of money something costs. Cause like maybe in California, you're just like, Oh yeah, 2000 bucks a month. It's kind of hard to hit, but, or like, it's a little expensive, but you might be getting paid more or something like that. But you don't realize that like legitimately there's places out there where rent is $400 a month or like, or there it was maybe in the before times. Um, and the story like for understanding the scale of money, I figured this out roughly at the age of 18 when uh, my grandparents, when I was young, I think I was like 13 or something like that, maybe 14, they got me a bond, a US bond. And I don't know exactly what kind of bond it was, but it was like, it'll be matured when I'm 18. And they bought it for something like 20 bucks or whatever. And they're like, yeah, just hold on to it. Kind of like a life lesson or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. When I was 18, it was fully matured and $100. <laughs> and I basically learned that I didn't care because I already had a job at that point. And I was like, it was like 25% of, I think, a paycheck I was making then. Yeah. And so it was, it was like a lesson in absurdity to me because the amount of time I spent waiting for it to be fulfilled, it was just completely, I don't know, I should have cashed out before I got a job is the takeaway. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's, it's free money over time. Like it's essentially its own form of interest. If you like do a, a bond or like a ch- checking deposit. Yeah. But I mean, not it's not worth it in your lifetime (laughs) yes yeah and the thing was like if they would have given me 20 dollars as a 13 year old i probably would have appreciated that a lot more than 100 dollars as an 18 year old was basically the difference at 13 i could have gotten like a premium toy i could have bought a new video game anything like that that i would have gotten more enjoyment out of by the time it was 100 dollars, i was like already fed up with capitalism <laughs> like, like, what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah also like at that age you're not making money you might yeah. have an allowance for like doing chores mm-hmm. uh, but that would be it and uh, it was it was fucking negligible yeah they just wanted to like teach me my parents these people uh, they wanted to teach me like oh he, saving money and investing and like i had to do like 10 percent to like church tithe and like 10 percent to savings mm-hmm. and then the rest was like my pretty much just candy money or things i could use for snacks that i wanted to go get that i couldn't keep in the house i had to like go out to the redners get whatever and then like just bring it back in like a hoodie and then like have like a, a treasure trove <laughs> bullshit you just stash away room. candy yeah It'd be great because, like, I'd go and I actually had a closet that I'd go into. And you remember those glow in the dark uh, stars and moons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like thin plastic. You just put them up everywhere with like a little sticky putty. Yeah. A little bit of putty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I put that all in there. That was like my little vibe room. And it was, to be fair, like the shittiest, smallest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to go there, hang out, like, have some snacks. That's there was legit. Like no light, so I couldn't really do much else. Yeah, um, it's all like like this. <laughs> yeah, but it was the oh, he just covered the camera. <laughs> yeah, well, I know I didn't even cover the camera. I turned my phone flashlight down, and oh, it goes okay. pitch black instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were fun times as a youth. A youth, yeah, a youth. 
mm-hmm. but also like all of your expenses that you didn't even know you had are covered by other people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that... very slowly over time, they're like, this is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have uh, a slow accrual of expenses. It was more of a, um, as soon as I left home, it all just hit me at once. That's actually, that's a lie. Cause I actually lived with my, um, girlfriend's parents for like a couple of years while I was building residency in Pennsylvania. So they still basically covered my expenses. I did. And then I went to school and then loans covered my expenses, which is almost me, but it's future me. It's not present me. <laughs> that's covering my expenses at that point. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, pain in the head. That's the bank covering it. And then you're like, bank, I'll get you back eventually. Uh-huh. You know I'm good for it. Actually, you don't know I'm good for it. <laughs> I don't have credit yet. I won't learn what that is for another decade. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I think I told you. I got a... No, when I saw you guys the other day, I have a credit card now yeah. for the first time uh, ever. I would clap, but I'm holding the microphone and a phone with a light on it. <laughs> so I've spent maybe like a hundred dollars so far. Um, go- I wasn't sure if you're going to clap cause you, <laughs> um, but yeah, now I still need to set up a way to auto pay that off. Cause yeah. this is not letting me do it. So I'll call them tomorrow to be like, Hey, figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to pay interest on a thing. I just want to build credit because it's apparently needed. Yeah. I like how we immediately went into like, hey, financial stuff. And now I'm like, here's why capitalism is fucked. Um, we can talk about insurance too. We live in, this is a, this is a financial podcast where we give <laughs> financial advice, not advice, but we talk about financial advice. <laughs> the, the vices of finance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that would be, that'd be a great podcast name. We'll have to see if that exists. If it's just financial vice the name of a podcast because that that would be legit if that doesn't exist i'd be kind of surprised i mean if you want to really lock it in uh, mm-hmm. i can learn nothing about finances and we can start a second <laughs> podcast there you go i say second this is honestly our third nobody knows about the other one yeah that's true nobody's found it yet were we just talking about like before we renamed the podcast <laughs> is that what we're referencing <laughs> I just want to pretend there was like another thing where we didn't talk about video games and other stuff ah, is like gotcha. very, I guess a very nuanced podcast. Mm. We, yeah. we were basically red letter media. That's the other one. Uh, ah, I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Talkcast is kind of like that. We basically just, I think normally we ramble for about 10 minutes and then we start talking about video games and Talkcast. A lot of times we'll ramble a bit longer. Although Red Sign is also still talk, it's kind of talk about whatever, also. Yeah. I don't know. There's, as we've said multiple times, like it's such a finite amount of time in a week. And this week, and I can't really talk about it too much because that's a future thing. It's been Elden Ring. Yeah. Like I haven't, I think I was on Discord briefly to like say hi to somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I played like a Dota game or two with some other people. That's fucking it. Most of my Discord interactions have actually been talking about Elden Ring <laughs> between playing Elden Ring. That's fair. Um, I, was I was looking at some memes last night. 
I think I sent you one like before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. But like I was in like a what the kids would call a happy place mm-hmm. um, as I was going to bed. And I was just dying at some of them because I'm like, oh, my, oh, my God, that's so true. <laughs> Stuff like that. But it's been wholly consuming. Um, it'll probably take another week of my time. Yeah. And then depending on how physically drained I am after that, I might start another playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to um, I, it seems like all of my anecdotes are I was talking to someone like during work hours or talking to a coworker or something like that. Um, or here's a life lesson that my grandparents tried to teach me. That's it. Those are the two categories of things I talk about. Um, but I was talking to a coworker about Elden Ring of all things. And um, he was like, oh, like, do you do you have it? I was like, yeah, I'm like 30 hours in. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Then. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm actually behind a lot of people that are playing though. Like people are popping off. There's a lot of, we, we didn't take time off for it. So like, you know, maybe it takes like, you have less, less availability, but I don't, it's also a game that's so absolutely dense. I almost took time off for it and then did not. And I'm glad I didn't. Because I need it's, time to decompress. It's better for pacing, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I took the that first Friday off, and then I had the weekend. Um, but like, also work has been so ungodly slow, as I've complained about multiple times. But like, during a lot of the workday, outside of today, I actually did some stuff today, mm-hmm. like a third party call or two. Um, but like, I'm still getting in playtime right. because. I'm not doing other stuff and right. I've already done like an errand or a chore. And I'm like that game. I'm really excited. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I was, I, I didn't actually, I forgot to like actually finish the story talking. Oh, about sorry, no, no, it's good. I forgot legitimately where I was going with it. Um, but uh, he's like, Oh yeah, you know, 30 hours playing the game. And then we literally just went on this. Like I was describing the little things that I love about it compared like comparisons to previous games in dark souls not the fact that it's open world or breath of the wild or any of that stuff just like little tiny minor improvements that i absolutely love about it and then i capped it off with like is he like oh so you're gonna do like an episode on it i'm like yes at least one (laughs) we'll see how many people (laughs) how many people stick around after we have elden month (laughs) podcast episodes um yeah, it's it'll be a long one, I'm sure, or broken up into multiple pieces. Wink, ha, huh? mm-hmm. huh? callback. Um, I guess it's more of a reference. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I want to I want to pivot off of that to. Not, I, I have so not, much to say about it. It's like don't pull the thread because I will be naked in like two seconds. <laughs> uh, I am I am ninety five percent thread. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will say very briefly uh, an anecdote. I will I definitely have many other anecdotes related to it. Mm-hmm. But when I was playing the Dota game with people, you've heard of the game Dota? It's yeah, game. yeah. Defense of the uh, it doesn't actually stand for anything anymore. Defense of the Attack on Titan of the uh, Dota. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But somebody else who I was playing with uh, also picked up the game, and I had watched some of them playing a boss so i was ahead of them at that time right so it's like oh like how far have you gotten like what have you done 
And he's like, oh, I did like this boss. I'm like, oh, I haven't beaten that boss yet, but I have encountered them. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about some other stuff. And then it was like 15 minutes of just verbal diarrhea because I uh-huh. had not talked to anybody about anything. It, it was like so sheltered. Yeah. And then we're like 10 minutes in the game. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm going to stop. I'm going to hard cut. Stop talking about it. And we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. But like there was like four other people we were playing with. Or I guess oh, I was playing with. So and this then, was party chat. Like this was yes, chat in the game. This was like live okay. voice. Um, <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. Like we went through queue. We went through like picking heroes. And then like we're into the game. It was like we got us. I got to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny, actually. I just I wonder if like the other people are like crap. If they like muted you immediately to avoid I, spoilers <laughs> or what, you know. Which I don't is think what the other people done. were gonna play it okay oh you were you were in a party with was it all there was no randoms on your team no it was, it was a discord thing yeah it was oh gotcha tech. okay oh you were talking in discord yeah i wouldn't just <laughs> so that's that's what i interpreted i thought you like straight up grabbed a guy a friend and then like Did joined pubs. as a party of two with pubs <laughs> and then just started talking about use, use the in-game voice chat versus uh-huh. you know, any other voip that's what was uh that's what i think i thought was going down I can't remember the last time I've actually used VoIP outside of like me asking people in Overwatch what people's favorite flavor of ice cream is. Yeah. And that's really just for shits and gigs. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to talk to strangers ever. Yeah. There's like no benefit in it for me. Yeah. I think if there's a couple games I've played throughout the years that had like default voice activity on. Ooh. And mm-hmm. like that's, that is a sign that one of your developers or at least somebody who like was involved in decision making for the game is actually evil, like morality evil. Um, I think the division had it because they had proximity voice chat. Um, trying to I don't the other. hate the concept of it. It just shouldn't be defaulted. It should very much be an opt in fallout. 76 was the other. So, one of yep. those games had some <laughs> things going for it. <laughs> um, it was The Division. The Division was the game that had some things going for it. I don't think I ever checked that out. It's an interesting concept. I think it would have been... It was... You know like that Star Star Wars meme where it's like, we were so close to greatness, like we were this close. Um, it's It's basically like that for me. Like, you can play essentially the game co-op um, as a shooter. It's kind of got, like, budget. I don't want to say budget, but, like, different vibes than kind of, like, Destiny. It's a little more, like, stop and pop. Um, oh, a cover shooter. Yeah, it's it's much more like a cover <sighs> shooter. But they had, I... like, abilities like drones and healing grenades and stuff like that. I don't like them. I don't like cover shooters at all. Yeah. I think Gears of War is actually trash. Hmm. I just I really don't it, enjoy but... the style of gameplay. Mm-hmm. It did really have, it had one really cool concept and that was about it. Cause like the, the enemies became kind of like bullet sponges. And if you're an FPS and your opponents are bullet sponges, unless you're literally kind of, even if your borderlands, I don't, pick particularly enjoy it there's other games that are just better genres to have enemies that have a bunch of health 
Yeah, I feel like for an FPS specifically, it's really about the skill of like the aiming and the reaction mm-hmm. time. And if somebody just has a fuck ton of health, it's not going to be hard for me to like spend three seconds lining up the headshot and then holding down left click while I do all of the ammo, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It just, it can still work in some things. Like, I don't hate Borderlands, but I don't love it either, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think Borderlands was, it was pretty enjoyable, like, when I played through it, but most of the enemies have the right amount of health. And even the bosses don't take, like, they normally don't take that long to kill or their massive scale or something like that. The division wasn't necessarily like that. You would just be fighting mooks, like, people who basically are just guys. Um, And if they were high level they would just have a bunch of health. You're like, oh no, I'm going to have to shoot this guy five times with a shotgun before he dies. And that just feels pointless. Um, although I will say, to the redeeming point of The Division, is that's not the game that we're talking about, and not Elden Ring. Um, it had uh, the Dark Zone, which was a very novel concept, I feel like, at least for the time. It was like, it was a PvEVP sort of, area where you could group up with people and complete objectives and like get loot like it's like messenger bags and things like that just basically gear um and it's not actually gear until you cash it out which you can do it like a helicopter drop like call area um and then you could go to the helicopter like load your bags onto it and then it would give you loot you could claim when you left the dark zone and a lot of it would be like good stuff it'd be like currency it'd be like high tier gear stuff like that uh, the caveat to all of this is um everyone is technically on the same side they're all agents but you could if you want to just kill another person at any time at which point you would go rogue and other people would get rewards if they killed you and if you continued to fight them off and continued to kill them and take their stuff, um, eventually you just get like this wanted mark on the map and every other player in the dark zone knows exactly where you are at all times. Oh. And it was glorious. It was legitimately crazy because you could you could get a squad of three people and be like, let's go. And then just start killing people and grabbing their stuff and just see how long you could last. I feel like this has evolved to what I currently understand is now Tarkov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Despite hearing a bunch about Tarkov, I know nothing about it. I can't figure out what the game is. I watched like, let's say 20 minutes of Wubby streaming it on Twitch. Uh, just so I had like a brief idea. Also, I usually enjoy his, or find his content entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like they had a squad and they had like a mission that they were going to do in a giant zone. Right. Um, But there are other people doing other things. So like people could come in and shoot them and steal their shit. Um, It's kind of like, I guess, high risk, high reward. Yeah. Because besides like your team, there are other people out with like their own interests. They could be friendly. They could not be friendly. Right. Um, But it's, I guess like trying to get good loot and shoot people mm-hmm. for the most part, but it sounds very much like that dark zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
I kind of I kind of prefer that to I guess the these are probably the uh the protoplasm that makes up the battle royale genre, right? It's like, oh yeah, get in an arena, fight a bunch of people. Um but battle royale is like you explicitly start in as a group and you're explicitly working against other people. There's no like there's no truce in a battle royale. Yeah, you... there's no possible alliances. Yeah. Like exactly. it's it's forced fighting and i would say part of the joy or appeal of that is it could go wrong at any moment yeah like do you remember the days of rust Mm -hmm. where like we formed alliances with like other players in the server because it was all like free for all pvp it's just the people that we played with we didn't attack each other because like we were on discord and like chatting um and that would have been weird <laughs> just betray your friends. Do you guys want to hop on? No, Dave, you're going to stab me in the back again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got me. No, I got him. But <laughs> it was like the making alliances with people and like having truces or pretending to have an alliance with somebody and like sneak in and steal their shit. Right. I'm like the dude. It's, it's the role play aspect of it to a degree. Yeah. It definitely adds some like depth to it when it's a little bit unknown. Maybe the maybe the earliest game other than literally like hidden roll games that um is similar to this is something like Daisy, which I didn't play. I didn't play Daisy, but I know that it's uh you know, the traditional the original at least the mod was like run around there's zombies, but you could also run into people and maybe they're friendly and maybe they're not and you don't know. Maybe you make friends, maybe you trade. You stab them in the back, they stab you in the back. All that stuff. I like that more. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's always tense. Exactly. Hit and roll, like you know, like with Among Us, you know that there's somebody who's evil. Yeah. And you can like look out for it. But that's like the whole point of the game is to figure that out. Whereas the point of these other games is to do something else entirely. And then you also have to keep an eye out for other players. Because you don't know them. You don't know their motives. They might be feeling feisty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where to go with feisty, but <laughs> yeah, I agree. I and the tension does make a lot of it. I think like <clears throat> we touched on that concept a little bit with um, like horror games and how this is a different element, right? Because horror games aren't traditionally PvP unless it's like I don't know what actually PvP game is a horror game. That's kind of difficult to do. Dead by Daylight. I thought about it. Some of them are kind of creepy. Actually, they they the last uh, the last killer they introduced is from the ring, and she crawls out of televisions, and there's televisions all over the map. So she is literally a jump scare, terrify people killer. So maybe that one counts. Um, but I mean, like all of the villains in that are from horror movies. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, I was just talking like they don't necessarily have to be scary in gameplay in that game right even if you're a survivor it's tense because you know maybe they down you or you know worst case kill you they sacrifice you to the entity or something but Mm -hmm. like they're not necessarily there to like jump scare you but some of them the most recent one actually kind of does so I feel like I've lost the plot a little yeah. bit for your point. <laughs> yeah, my my point was more something like Amnesia or like I think when we were talking about Amnesia, the game was more interesting to me 
when the tension was high, when I knew there was like, when I thought there was risk, ah, when you okay. remove that feeling of risk, then I became a little bit less invested. So you're talking about the feeling of tension in general. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I kind I also lost the plot a little bit, but <laughs> that's the origin of the plot. To plot the plot, you put it there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much like once you see the monster, um, and just you're like, I'm just gonna push through it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's way different than. I remember when we talked about this, and I I've highlighted it multiple times whenever I talk about this game. Early on, you get into the castle, things start to get a little bit spoopy, and it's early on giving you like some tool tips, like. Press E to interact with something. Press space yeah. to... Actually, you can't jump. Um, or, like, find a thing. But mm. when it tells you, hey, press shift to run, and then it doesn't give you any reason to run, it just gives you that piece of information. Right. There's, it's not to overcome a puzzle. Yeah, it just... It it instills that in you. You're like, oh. And that feeling of tension, <laughs> I think, is, like, really good. Uh-huh. Because, like, you're walking around a spooky thing, and you're like, when's it going to get spooky? Mm-hmm. like it gets the atmosphere correct yeah and i i also like that like in the pvp aspect of it of these types of games like lethality is sometimes really high like in the division for instance if somebody turns on you and they just walked up to you and they shot you with a shotgun like you're dead the the consequence that they suffer is not that you can immediately commit retribution against them though you will Mm -hmm. respawn and you get a chance it's that they're now wanted right and other people can kill them with no penalties whatsoever um without themselves becoming wanted so like yeah i don't know it's an interesting dynamic that doesn't fit into all games for sure but um it can be fun i'm trying to think of other games i play that are like that could have that degree of tension because a lot of times my brain will go to gamifying a system or figuring out what like systems are at play. Yeah. So like not to go into Elden Ring, but like with those <laughs> types of games, there are times like, oh, I'm learning uh, enemy moves mm-hmm. or, oh, I'm just running through something. Right. I'm like, oh, there's a, a corner in a the map. They must have put this on the map for a reason. Let right. me go check it out. And then usually in other games too, like you might find something mm-hmm. and it's different from like freshly discovering it because like you looked at the mini map and you saw like, Oh, there's like this little offshoot that I could mm-hmm. fit into. Hmm. I'm going to go check that out. Right. Versus if you were, didn't have that and you were just exploring and you found it. Yeah. A more like immersive experience as opposed to something super optimized. Yeah. In the yeah. same way, like, you might abuse interacting with an item to get like iframes or something else like that. I did notice again, not talking about Elden Ring that um, when you mount or dismount the horse, you have iframes. I know this because I went to mount the horse and a massive weapon swung through my hitbox <laughs> at the exact time and I didn't immediately die. So good to know. Yeah. going to start using that in a, Really important boss fight. I I thought about it. I was like, could I actually weave this? Could this no. be an optimization? Because no. you get it. I think you get it on dismount too. So if you're running around on a horse and you're about to be hit, it actually makes sense to jump off the horse because it gives you iframes during it. I think hmm. I'll pr- I probably just killed somebody somewhere because they're like, I'm going to try it and then they get vaporized. But what other game systems do you try and like 
I guess notice and abuse. Hmm. I mean, farming, farming is the classic one. If a game lets me farm things, then I'll basically put fun on the back burner sometimes and just be like, all right, I'm going to be here for a bit. <laughs> Not talking about Elden Ring. Convergence <laughs> mod was a great example of that. Yeah, It's Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3 mod, so... It's like legitimately it's non-gameplay to sit there and like interact with a bonfire, like leave the bonfire, let the enemies passively die in the background and then interact with the bonfire, leave the bonfire, let the enemies die in the background. Like it's the definition of not actually playing a game. And I didn't care because the efficiency was high. I feel like it's (sighs) for more open world things in general where they have like different types of enemies i like that they interact and they're not friendly with each other that makes sense in world in game Mm -hmm. um but if you're just like standing by in the case of like a souls like you get the souls from it yeah anything dies you get credit something else you might get like the items that like drop Mm -hmm. so you just kind of like watch you're like yes yes dance my puppet (laughs) and you get free shit um but it'd be weird if you had like bats and people just kind of like walking in, in like whatever their uh, looping path is uh-huh. and they're just like eh, it's fine it's whatever <laughs> yeah i know you said well you said bats and i'm not sure if you meant like the animal bats or people with bats but my it made more sense in context to say like the animal bats yeah <laughs> versus um, like <laughs> where my brain was like I was like, yeah, what if it's like West Side Story and there's just people beating each other up and there's some kid off in the background and he just hits level two out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Passive experience game. <laughs> yeah. I thought of like three tangential but dark jokes uh, off of that. Yeah. That's you ever just fair. like witness a genocide? Anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah. Not firsthand though, so that's good. Um... <laughs> I probably shouldn't have followed up on that one. That's all right. Uh, other things, video games. Uh, you playing anything else besides Dota and Elder Ring? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm still playing Hots <laughs> periodically, not as much, but I uh, occasionally will clear the clear the dailies. I've I've done Magic the Gathering dailies, hmm. but that's like my eating breakfast, dicking around before work stuff. Huh. But it's just because, like, I'll get experience. I can get it for, like, card packs. And at some point, like, I will play with some people again. Yeah. Um, but it's just uh, a thing to do. I don't get, like, massive enjoyment from it. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing to do, you know? Right. It's, like, yeah. lost arc for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is I don't that... know when I'm getting back to that. Yeah. Like, it's it's such different gameplay in comparison like i still want to do some group stuff with people Mm because we never got around to it yet um yeah it's just it's another social game in the same way going back to like you said you're playing hot so you're playing it that with people at all you just doing yeah if there's solo dailies if there's people around they're both fine i enjoy both modes um it is very much in the same way that i basically played paragon it's just they're not all bots in this case some of them are people, but the matches are short enough that they might as well be bots, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Can we talk about Paragon for a sec? Sure. The game was fucking weird. <laughs> it was great. There's some cool stuff in it. 
It's like, hey, here's a MOBA. Hey, it's going to be third person. Huh? Yeah, there's like verticality and stuff and you can jump. What? <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it's also sm- like Smite, right? That's basically I don't, I don't also played that one. It's basically the same, but Smite is more like cartoony and gods and stuff like that. And Paragon... Is it not isometric Smite? Is that actually third person? Yeah, it's third person over the shoulder. Huh. Yeah. Um. So I think I'm pretty sure Smite did it first, but Paragon had good graphics and it was like they tried more for realistic sort of bent on it. And I don't know. There's just a bunch of cool stuff with it, but it did not catch on as much. Let's just say like, so when Blizzard was like, hey, we're going to cancel the competitive league for HOTS, a lot of people were upset. And Epic was straight up like, we're going to turn off the Paragon surfers. And I was upset. (laughs) So that was the difference in the public's reaction. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's... I know we played it for like a week or two mm -hmm. because it was cheap or free or... It is free, yeah. I think there's something about like leveling up characters. I'm not sure if it's just for cosmetics or if you got some passive bonus with them. Yeah, so it was kind of similar to the way hots does it where like as you level the character you would get what are essentially loot crate drops and then the loot crates would contain cards that you could equip as part of your build ah okay so like one card might be like increase self-healing or like damage over time or chase speed if you get hurt or something like that like a bunch of like effects like that where certain ones were definitely way better and way more meta but you could I guess as I'm describing this, it's literally functionally the same thing as like the League of Legends. Yep. I was going to say the like runes. Tree. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but if a game puts that type of effect on a card, I tend to, I don't want to say enjoy it more, but it's more interesting to me than if it was just like a skill tree. And I think that's just because I've played fun card games and it's literally just a stupid Pavlov dog brain association. When you play in back for blood, motherfucker. <laughs> so I, I mean, I like the cards there. They're, they're actually really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's, it's obviously still like left for dead style gameplay, but I really like that. I can hunker down and like, Oh, I just do all of the damage with this type of weapon and bullets. Right. And I, take penalties to health because of how much ammo capacity i have and i've chosen this life like it's really fun to in general it's fun to have a build in a game Mm. because you're customizing your gameplay to what you want to do versus everybody plays the exact same way yeah which again like it's usually fine like if like left 4 dead 2 was just a shooter didn't matter which character you had you're just shooting zombies and shit it's fine um but it adds another level when it's like, oh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and do it this way. It's like you get to have your brain act on these machinations and it, it gets the gears turning a little bit. Yeah. If I could jump off of that and just try to explain why I like cards more than skill trees, I think it's largely because games that have card like um, meta progression or perks or picks or things like that. Um, those usually don't have prerequisites in the way a game that has like skill trees does, right? Like if you're to use Borderlands as an example, 
if you want an ability at the bottom of the tree, you're putting all these points in and like, maybe you care about the skills on the way. Maybe you don't, then you get to the end result and you're like, awesome. I've unlocked the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the feeling you're describing of like picking things for your build and you're like, Ooh, I could have some of this and some of this and some of this, like the part of your brain that activates and like pumps happy drugs into you um, is better activated when each one of those choices doesn't need to be polluted by having to make like a concession along the way, an empty, you know, something in a skill tree you don't care about or something like that. Yeah. It's nice to have it flattened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To use like lost Ark as an example. Um, I've only played the game like literally twice. I put a lot of time (laughs) into it and I played the game like twice. Um, you have to like put points into each skill to unlock, I think like three tiers of upgrades is where I was at. Um, and sometimes I'd be looking at that third tier upgrade and I'm like, Ooh, if I get this, it turns it into like a massive AOE that kills everything on the screen and it crashes the server. And that sounds pretty good to me right now. Um, but these first two options are garbage, right? And so you like don't care about those as much, but you really want that third one. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I'll change your damage type to this other thing. You're like, I don't even know what damage types are right hey i'll yeah. make this thing like 20 percent wider you're like what the fuck's 20 per- what it yeah it's just <laughs> it feels very negligible versus like here's the big one yeah mm-hmm. i just had a thought when you're like i don't even know what damage types are you're like what if it just changed it to healing <laughs> you're like your attacks <laughs> your attacks now heal your enemies <laughs> but i mean like in that game specifically i don't know the weaknesses of enemies i don't think they make it super apparent at least from what i've seen so if i'm doing like fire versus lightning versus bleed okay like maybe the color of my damage number changes i don't that's it like yeah yeah i know more damage is better and beyond that i'm I'm fucked i don't know Mm -hmm. has it been long enough that i can talk about the things that really kind of turned me off on lost ark yeah we okay. just can't talk about Elden Ring anymore. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm literally picturing Elden Ring like while you were describing everything with the damage types. So I was like, I wonder if lightning's good against dragons in this game. Um, now I'm thinking about it again. Anyways, uh, Lost Ark. So the one of the things, and I didn't want to like, I didn't want to be a downer while people were still super aggressively pursuing it. Well, yeah. Or like, also just give the game not a fair shake, right? Like it's to a certain extent unfair to critique something on a principle of the type of game that it is instead of you know comparing it to its peers within that space in which case i think lost ark does fine um but like i really don't i don't mind doing dailies occasionally i don't want to have to do something every day to or i feel like i'm missing out and Lost Ark is straight up like, you should probably have like six characters and you should probably do something every day or you're not really playing the game the way that we want you to. And if that's not true, if they didn't want you to like spend all of your energy at your island or whatever, um, they didn't make it very clear to me. And every time I saw it, I just remembered like Neverwinter and how that game was straight up like, daily 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 
you're done with your dailies. Your reward is the ability to do more dailies. I was like, I kind of just want like a story or something or anything that I care about. I mean, that's that's an MMO. So I think it's more indicative of the genre that like you're just farming dailies out the ass. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can still do other stuff too. Like you can, oh, we're doing a raid at seven. So we'll do some like dailies between six and seven and then play a raid with people and then Mm -hmm. fuck off or something. But I, I don't think I've ever had a every single day game. Right. Besides Dota. <laughs> well, Binding of Isaac. <laughs> hold on now, Jake. <laughs> Bring us some very fair points. Um, but like, I would say that those are different because I enjoyed playing those. Yeah. So that was just the game that I was playing at the time. They don't have dailies unless you're counting like the battle pass for Dota, maybe. True. Um, but I think if I'm very much like in the mood of a game, I mean, I guess this could apply to MMOs as well. I just that's what I'm doing. Dota was like my main game for a bit, and it was like my social game. Yeah. So I played a lot, and I it was familiar, it was comfortable, and Binding of Isaac was the same way as a single player experience. Um, I don't know where I was going with that whole train of thought because again, that could still technically apply to MMOs if you enjoy it in the same way. Right. I mean, I to finish your thought in a way that maybe you didn't intend. A lot of people play MMOs. And games like Lost Ark, which is, I, I mean, it is an MMO, mm-hmm. um, like not necessarily for enjoyment or story or single player experience or whatever. It's more for that last one. I actually shouldn't have even included in my example. Playing with friends in an MMO, I think, can be a lot of fun. And there's a lot of MMOs out there that seem to not care about that part of it at all, or like they don't really cater to it. Um. And doing the same thing over and over for no reason. It's like it's like grinding greater rifts in Diablo or something like that. Where it's like maybe you're getting gear or whatever, but it's not it's not radically different gameplay, you know. Hitting a button to send people off on an expedition is just like I don't know. <laughs> it feels like I'm just I'm I'm poking I'm like prodding at little weaknesses, waiting for something to like snap, but it's it's more just the the density of tasks that the game has I dislike. I actually want the game to have fewer things to do. And I realize that doesn't make any sense from a certain perspective because I don't have to do them, right? Like I could just choose not to interact well, with these systems. There's two types of people. Uh-huh. I'm just like, watching the bar and it was almost full of like your voicing. Like I better say something. Quick. Uh, <laughs> but there's two types of people. There's people who like, they see a little notification. They're like, I got to click it. I got to clear it. Uh-huh. Whereas people would be like, I got to, all emails are read. All notifications are responded to. There's uh-huh. other people who are like, I don't give, I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. I've gone from one to two. Like I used to do it a lot more. And now like, I, I can't be can't be asked sometimes. Yeah. Are you I, the person who like feels the need to clear stuff if they're like, hey, here are these things you can do? Yeah. I think once I've cleared everything on the current Elden Ring map, I can proceed to the next main boss. <laughs> I think I think that's the type of person that I am. Okay, so you're you want to complete and explore mm-hmm. as much as possible in something. 
knowing that I've left things undone or that I'm like leaving efficiency on the table kind of bothers me. Um, it's like if you saw a collectible in a game and you only had to go out of your way a little bit to get it and you don't care about collectibles at all, I'm the type of person who gets the collectible anyways. Like, not because I enjoy it. In fact, I resent the game <laughs> for having the collectible in the first place. And I could choose not to interact with it. This is this is the uh, the what is not not drama. It's like the paradox and my thought process here. But I know that if I don't go out of my way to pick up that collectible, that will haunt me for the rest of my playtime. <laughs> so it's tough. I, I, I sympathize, but mm. I can't really. Relate. Sniper monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. There, I like collecting some things. Uh-huh. Like in Elden Ring, I'm enjoying getting different pieces of armor and weapons because it's all bright and new and shiny, and I'm just curious about it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I'm not going to get every single piece in this playthrough. Right. Or every single spell or whatever. Um, but part but of it a- for me is like, I'll be excited when I like watch a lore video and they're like, hey, with this one thing, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. So it takes my universe of like the gameplay experience and just like widens it even further, which is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that extra bit of discovery. I don't need to always necessarily have it for myself. I would like to. Right. But. It's just in the same way, like if we're we're sharing some of our experiences in our playthroughs right now, and like I'm excited to see like what things you find that I've encountered, and right. maybe you'll say like, "Oh, did you do X Y Z?" Like what? Uh huh. I don't know. It's like that shared. It's the discovery. It doesn't need to come in like a single universal package. Yeah, I mean, I would make the argument, and I don't know if you're even disagreeing necessarily, but I would make the argument. There's a fundamental difference between like running a daily or collecting a pigeon or a sea shanty or taking down a poster of you. I seem to be picking on Assassin's Creed a lot right now. So uh, getting a Korok seed (laughs) um, and like finding a new weapon potentially an Elden Ring where you get to check out the description and maybe like it has a little bit of lore that is about something that you're interested in or you just like look at the weapon and you're like, I'm not that many points of strength off, you know, right? Like those are gameplay impacting. Yeah. I would would say the other difference is like one is you don't know how many things there are versus in something like Assassin's Creed. They're like, Hey, there's this many things. Yes. How many things do you want to do? Like it, it lets you know that there is a thing you could do versus you finding out something that you didn't know was there. Right. It's like, but they also realize that all of these people whose lives you're experiencing, they're all kleptomaniacs and they picked up every single thing that they ever saw if you want that full synchronization. So it's like, oh no, Ezio, he collected pigeons. No one really knows why, but he had like thousands of them, you know, like <laughs> secretly Mike Tyson. <laughs> um, but yeah. how, how do you feel about collecting things physically like having an interactable versus you just walk near it and it's like you got that shit 
ah i thought for a second we were gonna like step away from video games for a second i'm like i have no idea how <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna release this i guess i've got some books um my possessions are like a computer and a bed I'm very happy about the bed that was relatively that came late in my my life you guys had frame. a futon for a long time right well, yeah. Well, we had like we had a bed. To be fair, we had no bed frame, so it depends giving... how much elevation you want. I don't know. Let's... I mean, I thought that that I thought that was the case, but as soon as I got the bed frame, I was like, "Why is it so easy to get out of bed in the morning?" Oh, right, because I don't have to like Physically overcome gravity <laughs> every single yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I mean, in games. It probably depends. There's games that don't have an auto collect, and I'm like, this should really be an auto collect for like currency or something like that. Absolutely, don't make me pick up trash off the ground with a button. My controller's lasted a long time, but it's not going to be around forever. And you're just <laughs> you're just killing it. You're just you're just taking some time off its lifespan. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I. I kind of like the way that yeah, freaking Elden Ring does it, where it's like uh, souls. Yeah, don't worry about that. You'll collect those a mile away if something like freaking looks, uh, thinks about dying and just vanishes from existence. But like, oh, that's a nice painting. You get to like walk up to it, well, take a look at it. Be like, that's hmm. different because that I would argue is a collectible versus like some of like the plants and flowers you can manually pick up. Oh, I see what you mean. So, like, low-tier gatherables and things yeah, like so that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is off of, I think, Nakey Jakey's video on Last of Us 2. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. kind of condemning, like, the... You have to go around and, like, mash triangle to get all, like, the screws and other things. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could just... I don't what know. If you didn't? Yeah, just, just had them. Um, I think and, if you could... For that game in particular, for The Last of Us, holding the button would have been a much better compromise. If you're holding the button, you just pick up stuff around you. I'd be Um, fine with that. I just don't like going over something and then I have to like... Maybe I'm running away from like an enemy. I have to like mash the button. Yes. If I'm by it, just just give me the thing. Like... For for craftable ingredients, 100% that should have been the case for Elden Ring. Because I find myself in the same experience. Like this is... This is basically quality control, like 101. What is the behavior of the people who actually play your game? And in Elden Ring, if you are going from one place to another, or you're like you're surround, you're going around an area that has things you want to pick up, you're mashing the button. You're not waiting for that prompt to come up on your screen, particularly if you're doing this efficiently and you're on a fast horse, right? Um, you're just mashing the button, which is dumb. And it's not really particularly gameplay. And the reason people do it is it is the most efficient way to just pick up crap. So yeah. I would argue that that is the thing that's wrong with Elden Ring. <laughs> like, it makes more sense to have an interactable in something like Monster Hunter where you're going to, like, a node yeah. specifically to get things. And there's also a an animation involved with some of those collectibles. Most of them yeah, probably versus not, it but... just disappearing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Into the magical inventory. Yeah. So if it's going to do that for any game, I would say just let me being adjacent to it or walking over it. Uh, just give me the item. Yeah. I don't think it's adding a lot to be like, 
oh, you pressed Y, you now have a thing. Congratulations on this brand new gameplay. Nah. I don't yeah, if you it. have if you have infinite inventory space and then excess that you pick up just goes to your stash, there's no downside to automatically picking it up. Now, maybe the downside would be that the developers kind of like muck it up and they're just sending a pickup command like thousands of times a second and it actually <laughs> introduces legitimate lag to the game. But that was there was a mistake. A mistake was made along the path there. Um, but, yeah. I'm imagining you running through like maybe there's some like very dense area and you just like see all these notifications of like all these things just flying in your inventory. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that that's one of the um I didn't expect this to segue to Lost Ark, but that's the the pet quest, right? As it's legitimate, I'm going to spoil this. I don't even care. It's it's Lost Ark. I don't give a fuck. There's not there's not a story. Uh, It's legitimately just like, hey, here's a chest, and uh, there's like some problem or whatever, and like a billion carrots fall out of it, and the game's like, all right, get to work, and you like pick up all the carrots, you're like button 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 button, and then you get a pet. And the pet like picks up everything in like two seconds. It's like, and this is why you have a pet. Um, uh, Elden Ring needs a little bunny pet. Follows you around, picks up all the stuff. Oh my god, if that game had pets, <laughs> DLC one. This is how we make it make it a perfect game. I I would spend decent money on <laughs> on a pet. I just want an unusual, ghastly gibbous in uh, Elden Ring. That's that's what I want. <laughs> I don't it's a TF, know what TF2 that is. hat. It's a TF2 oh. hat, yeah, with some particle effects. How much would you pay for a cosmetic in a game today, or would you at all? Is it there any have... game where there, it would add something? You're like, I would drop five, ten bucks. Right. Normally, the answer is just straight up no, but that's actually a lie. Hmm, that's a lie. I have in my lifetime bought Overwatch loot boxes. I also like bringing up the Dota story. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah, I guess when I was thinking of cosmetic, I was thinking like, oh, here's a hat or like a jacket or some sort of clothes change. Enigma's bracers, Enigma's golden bracers in Dota. Those are something else. Because they make your ultimate look super cool. Yeah. Like, holy crap, it looks cool. And I spent way too much money on those. Probably not that. Probably not that again. I'd like to believe that I learned my life lesson because I think that was like a hundred dollars or something. Also, I want to explain for anybody who's not aware, this was tied with a battle pass. So as you get levels in a battle pass, you can get unlockables, cosmetics, other shit. So Jake spent a bulk amount to level up his battle pass really quickly to get to that Mm -hmm. point. It wasn't like he saw the thing he's like hundred dollars for these bracelets (laughs) yeah no i didn't outright and there was other stuff there but i didn't care about anything else on the way to it right um probably not no i feel like i don't this might actually just straight up be a lie i'll preface what i'm saying with this might be a lie but it was an early battle pass it may have even been the first one it was the first or second battle pass for the international and i don't think it was as it was as easy to level like free for the first couple that came out. Um, but I could also just be wrong. And I was really, it's, it's been too long for me to say really impatient. And I just wanted the golden braces. <laughs> now though, I don't know if there's a game that I'm playing 
where I really care about cosmetics to that degree. Even on, even if it's like Overwatch, I kind of just have cool things on each character, so I don't feel like I have to have. You know, I want cool things for the characters that I play, but I've had like, what is it? Um, the Vampire Hunter, uh, Cassidy. And like that one's really cool, and like a couple cool ones for Reaper. But those can also be unlocked in game. Yes, right. Um, I'm just saying there was a time when I was playing Overwatch where I was like, that is a really cool skin, and I bet that if I pick up like 30 loot boxes right now, I could probably get it. Gotcha, yeah. So I would I would count that as equivalent. Um because I was still, you know, spending IRL money. And the pursuit of it. I don't. I don't know if you landed on a number, um, but it sounds like you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. You wouldn't spend any money today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe like fifteen bucks if I really liked it. I would think. Okay. But I just don't play that many games. I think right now, where I both need cosmetics and would be interested in them. I feel like it also have to be a multiplayer game that you played a lot with people. Oh yeah, like who would ever buy a cosmetic in a single player game? You just turn around and show Jenny like, hey, check this out. She's like, cool. <laughs> and you're like, it was worth it. <laughs> it's kind of evil. I actually, I don't know. I have mixed thoughts on that, but I feel like we should save some of that for the cosmetic episode. Where we talk about all the cosmetics and uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a Meshing? Maybe. Is that? Is that you're talking about like the actually creating the models for the cosmetics? I, I guess. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I was going to go with maybe late. she's born with it. <laughs> maybe she spent money on loot boxes. <laughs> um, but it is late. Um, it's also very dark outside of the light that my phone is producing. But um, if it's not dark where you're at or if it is dark but you're still awake you could send in episodes for other episode like top. Wait, no, you can't send in episodes. That'd be funny though. Hey, record you, your it, own. Send it in. <laughs> yeah, send it well, in. See how it goes. You, <laughs> you can take my spot, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, send in ideas for future episodes. If you have them or if you don't, that would actually be pretty funny too. Just up some podcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook uh, or meta. At facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a straight up banging evening. <laughs> <laughs>